feature presentation. Welcome back to another Untitled TIFF 23 review. I am one of your hosts, Matt Rorbeck, alongside. He's allergic to tomatoes, but he is tomato meter approved. Eric, march it. When you come to a review for this, you want to hear a plane flying uh, overhead. And we deliver that yeah. right away. Yep, that's uh, that's what you're here for. You get all the little extra spice of TIFF. A little mustard. Uh, we're at the end of the festival now. <laughs> 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 I'm keeping this all in. Um, we're at the end of the festival now. Here, take it away. Yes, it is the uh, 48th annual Toronto International Film Festival, day nine. So our brains are a little bit uh, pickled at we're this We're still point. coming over colds as well. Like, yeah. I, we're feeling good now. Yeah. We're, ironically, right as the festival's ending, I feel better than I did at the beginning. But Which I think happens just in general. Because, I mean, I was getting over a viral infection um, during uh, when we were shooting episodes of Cinema Scene. And I was feeling great at the last episode when I was recording with Andrew Feigl. And it's just like, how does, why? How does this happen now? Um, and so, you know, we're, we're at a point now where we're trying to catch up with uh, recording reviews. We just did a bunch for Dream Scenario uh, and The Holdovers. But, uh, <laughs> Are we okay? It's the of us. We're trying to delay the inevitable of talking about Next Goal Wins, which was actually the first film announced for the 48th Annual Toronto International Film Festival. And... Uh, I gotta say, Matt, we, we've, we've, you know, if, if you follow us on Twitter or whatever Twitter is now or any of our social medias, I'm sure maybe you've already seen our reaction to this movie. Um, this movie sucks. <laughs> yeah, I won't go that far, but um, I, I, I definitely understand where you're coming from. I think it is incredibly and aggressively average, uh, formulaic, um, obnoxious at times. Um, I don't think it's terrible but i'm almost um, i i almost hate more middle of the road movies uh more than terrible movies like i almost don't want to even say it's terrible or awful because that gives it too much credit does that make sense yeah where it it's just so aggressively average that it it hurts almost yes. and like and taika waititi is one of those guys that uh i loved him like again when you uh, I, I like boy i like wilder people i like thor ragnarok a lot i thought he was a great choice of bringing into the mcu and injecting some life into the thor character i love his sense of humor i loved his sense of humor past tense um, <laughs> for a while i love korg as a character i thought you know that that was when i wasn't getting too much taika in my life yeah now i'm getting a little bit too much taika in my life yeah and i'm ready for uh, uh, you know, to maybe Taika to go Like, Knox goes away, Taika yeah, goes away. For a little while. Like, and I'm fine. Come back later. I've just gotten a little bit too much of you. I'm, I'm, I'm fine, and I will give you another shot. Like, I, I do genuinely like some of his humor. Um, Overexposure, though. Yeah, it, you know, is never good for anything, really. And I feel like for a guy who's not just a director who makes his movies and goes away, right? Like, there are those guys who... They do their thing, they make their movie, they promote their movie, and then they go away. Yeah. <laughs> and then they come back, they make their movie, they do their thing, and then they go away. But Taika's just one of those guys where he has to inject himself into everything, which we'll get into for sure. Oh, yeah. uh, he's one of those guys where his sense of humor can be funny, but it, it can be a lot as well. Yeah. Um, and he's a guy who is in the public eye so often now 
that he wants even to just as an actor an actor or just a personality just wants to be the center of attention right whether it's his relationship with Rita Ora or you know just his antics everywhere and like um, you know his uh, you know showing up in other things as an actor and stuff like that where I, uh, I it just all translates into this movie just becoming when it's average it becomes even below average because of all those extra things on top of it and yeah. from the moment this movie starts you go oh oh no I'm, I'm not I'm not for this it's it's such a poorly written sports dramedy that I think the reason why I said it fails is because sports movies are usually easy wins yeah. and when you're watching a sports film you know you get sucked into this is why this is when I We're do actually like convention yeah you know this is when when the conventional aspect of a sports movie works is that yeah you you, you root for the underdogs or you root for somebody to accomplish a goal that they've set out to do and even if you're not a sports person per se because this is about the American Soa Samoa, Samoa um, so I, I'm going to alternate between soccer and football uh, throughout this uh, We'll say soccer just for the... Yeah, I know, but I'm know. sure I'll say football at some point. But Football's the proper term. I'm it is the proper term. But I think as North Americans, we'll say soccer. I know, yeah. Um, but the American Samoa team having had such a devastating loss in the early 2000s, you know, 31 so, to 0. To Australia, And, yeah. you know, this kind of miraculous comeback in the early 2010s with... Um, you know, a, a, a disgraced, fallen by the wayside coach who's played by Michael Fassbender in the movie, who we haven't seen for a little bit. Um, you know, with a fake beard at the beginning of this God. because of reshoots, <laughs> and that play-by-play should be enough to win you over because of the characters, because of the situation. You know, it's the David Goliath story, basically, and. It all feels like it takes dramatic shortcuts in order to get to that feeling before yeah. it's even earned it. Where well, we just talked about the holdovers earning every single moment. Yes, and, e- and in a short almost- amount of time too, because this re- basically the framing device of this is like it takes place over three days as you know these this team trains to become you know to, to enter the qualifying. Uh, I thought it rounds. was weeks, and then it. Then it mostly does but, three but, days. But the like, most, the, the, the most core of, of the story is, is three those days, three right? days, right? Because the setup skip. is the pacing in this movie is weird, and I'll yeah. get into that. But. It's choppy. Like yeah. it, it kind of feels a little bit disoriented in terms of how it's playing with. Okay, like the the main sort of focal point is the three days in which they're training and the back and forth between like you know Fassbender's character wanting to. Um, train them because this is the only option he has right now he has no other viable um uh sort of jobs in, yeah. in in the future so this is it he's washed up and then you have the team that nobody could care less about that have basically written off um and you know there's a transgender character in this movie that yeah. is supposed to give uh, you know empowerment to and show a progressive um, angle of, of, of showing her journey and her relationship with Fassbender's character um, Chaya and you're watching this thing and it just feels like Waititi who's a co-writer on this as well is just self-aggrandizing and saying how great am I for including this and but even the way it's 
you know, shown is there's moments where you're like, that doesn't work. No, it's trying to, it's avoiding the white savior cliche. And it, and it is conscientiously doing that, but then it's also completely giving in to stereotypes about, you know, cis male characters and their relationships to people that are not within their own. Well, even if this actually happened with this coach, it's just the way that it, it, it's it's handled handled doesn't feel great of after a certain moment happens of Jaya's character having to go back and apologize even though it should be the other way around and even if this is how the events played out like it just did it felt strange like during it, it did not feel uh good or handled well and um yeah i i i'm sorry i got distracted by a, almost an accident of someone getting getting hit by it on their motorcycle so that's why i was distracted for a second um, that's where you might have heard a screech in the background. So I, I, I zoned out there for a second as you were talking, Eric. But yeah, all that stuff I think isn't handled very well. What I mentioned about the pacing of the movie, it moves at this weird breakneck speed where all those moments that we're talking about that they don't feel earned because I don't feel like you really get a second to kind of develop your characters or 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 uh, sit with anything. Like I, it all feels like it's like, okay, they bring in the coach, Fastbender's there, he's curmudgeon, he doesn't want to be there, but now he's kind of understanding where they're coming from and now he's uh, training them and now he believes in them and then now he learned from something and now he does this. And all the guys on the team don't really feel like individuals, they just feel like caricatures and, and, and jokes, whether it's a, a fat joke or uh, you know something else and uh, you know just kind of Taika's silly humor that kind of undercuts this underdog story to use uh, an ironic under on under but like I I I don't know like yeah it's just none of it really worked there were only a couple moments I laughed and I felt angry that I laughed at them because they're just really dumb or or, or something like it's that. It's the equivalent of a fart joke um, in an Adam Sandler movie. Yeah, and it is that type of humor that I do find funny, but it just weirdly, I just don't know if he was the right like choice for this movie when you already have a documentary out there that kind of handles this story. Um, and then when you put in Taika's humor that I feel like kind of makes a farce of the whole thing, that it doesn't feel like an underdog story that you want to cheer for. You're more laughing at it rather or, than or like, irritated or by it. Irritated, or you're. To me, it's like I wasn't laughing, so that's actually a great point. But I do think the attempts was to make you laugh throughout the whole thing, where that to me undercuts their story and me cheering for them when you're kind of poking fun at the whole thing or you're making it very silly rather than inspiring. Yeah, because it's also trying to be a fish-out-of-water story about how Fassbender's character is is a literal fish-out-of-water yeah. on this island and becoming more accustomed to cultures and customs yeah uh you know and and we didn't even mention with what did you mention why tc showing up showing up right at the beginning no so i so i didn't and it shouldn't be significant but it is for two reasons one because he's a self-absorbed that's what uh, i mean that's why egotistical maniac at this point (laughs) and so when you're watching him pop up as this priest with a handlebar mustache talking about big teeth and like talking about how you know this uh, american samoa island is based on like you know um community and religion and you know it's it's a deeply you know um uh spiritual place and and like the people are lovely and all this stuff but then you're also kind of mocking it as well um he even mentions a few embellishes he's breaking the fourth wall yeah yeah. yeah and and it does have he's that, talking to you as taika the director yes. <laughs> it's just like but, but wearing basically like this frock, i'm god you know kind <laughs> of thing yeah and and that's where that that 
narcissism really comes into play. It's like not even like the second shot of the movie do you have to put yourself in it. And then he kind of goes away and the voiceover narration thankfully goes away. But it's like, well, why did you even need that yes. to begin with? You could have just told this just story, you know, in a conventional manner. You could have stripped away those isms and, and kind of just told a story that is you know worthwhile or just go back and watch the documentary you know it, that, that, that's not gonna hurt you it to exists go watch. it's named the exact same thing yeah <laughs> um and so when when you're watching a movie that you, you know like i mean maybe part of it as well as from the, the perspective of like the marketing team or or the studios where they're like okay inject your 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 yttisms in there so it gives well, it a little bit hiring more them for, flavor yeah. yeah and and unfortunately like that i think fassbender's miscast too, style yeah, no 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 i i you know, Fassbender is such a good actor that it's it's such a waste Big of ass wasp. <laughs> that it's it's a waste of uh, it's a waste of your time. You know, it's right near you. It's gigantic. I think it's a bee, but I don't think it's a bee. It looks scarier than that. We're like running. We're running. We're, we're playing our own. It's still by you. Just, just stand still. I don't like them, you know that. I, I know. That. So, <laughs> this is this is why you really come to the podcast because we're talking about this and we're being interrupted by a bee, Taika White BB, um, or wasp. Uh, but yeah, you're just sitting there and you're thinking to yourself this whole time, like none of the tropes are working, the humor doesn't score any additional goals, and you're 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 waiting for the movie to be over. And you know you have somebody like Fassbender who who's been away for a while. Um, the last film that he was in before this was uh, X-Men... Um, Apocalypse? Dark Phoenix. Oh, Dark Phoenix. Jesus. Um, because he's, 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 he has a career now as a, a formula race car driver, and apparently, like, insurance for, for that stuff is uh, really hard. I don't know if he's really doing that much anymore, though, is he? Maybe. I think he's starting to come back to yeah. acting because he'll be in David Fincher's The Killer as well coming up. Yeah, but sure. but it is such a, a role where it kind of feels like, oh, well anybody really could have played this. I, I think he's miscast. To be he's honest. not like, bad no, in, in the but film, but... I don't but think he works. No. But, but I don't think anybody does. And, you, you know, like, uh, there, there was some controversy with the film or delays because of, um, you know, Army Hammer having been in this movie and the reshoots, and that's why this there fake beard... In there, and then all the scenes, you could tell Fassbender couldn't... Or either didn't want to or didn't have enough time to grow, grow a, a beard. beard again. So yeah. it's very clearly, it reminded me of Will Ferrell and Anchorman or Anchorman 2 when he gets like a, like, a, well, I think it's like the milk, the milk was a bad choice. Like that scene where he's got the like <laughs> yes. beard. Well, this, like, this beard belongs in the same museum um, as Mark Strong's toupee in Tar <laughs> Uh, and also Samuel Jackson's mustache in Spiral, uh, the, from the Book of Saw. Saw yeah. So the, this is the quality of, of facial hair we're dealing with here, um, which is the most interesting thing about this movie. Is like we're focusing on something that is as trivial like as like yeah, just pasted on his. Face. Well, it looks like, like the one that Seagal wears at the beginning of Hard to Kill when he's in a coma for seven years, yeah. and they just glue on this fake beard. Um, but yeah, you're just you're just watching this thing, and it's and it's going through the paces, but it doesn't really earn anything and to your point the, the the structuring of this movie is so off basis that you're, you're never really sure like why they're kind of going this route other than to try to maybe try, try or attempt to do something different with with the narrative structure but it, it doesn't work they should have played into the conventions they, they you know and i'm saying should have should have should have but you know, he, he needed to kind of remove himself from the film and just tell the story. Mm -hmm. And he betrays 
the the feel good nature of it. Now watching it in you know the 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 theater in the Princess of Wales. No, it was Royal Alexander. I keep yeah. thinking about the Princess of Wales. I don't think I've been there yet. Maybe I have. Um, you just kind of feel to yourself like okay, maybe it's just us. <laughs> <laughs> because you know there is a part of it where we we are so hyper focused on film that we see more of Taika Waititi and that is going to irritate us more. The only time I laughed and it wasn't really because of the movie, but it's when Fassbender's character is watching um, any given Sunday, and it's just funny because you're watching. I'm just watching that scene. And I'm thinking to myself, I could be watching any given Sunday, which is a better movie. <laughs> yeah, for me, I thought of Mystery Alaska. Yeah, but any of any and any Mystery sports Alaska, movie is better. Movie, but like. A, but it's better than movie. this. It's a fun bad movie yeah. that knows kind of what it is. And like, I like hockey more. I like actually, I like football or soccer uh, quite a bit. Um, and this weirdly, I guess, made me want. I haven't seen the documentary, but it makes me want to go watch it just because I'm like, this has to be better than this. Yeah. And a more inspiring underdog story and things like that. So it's made me want to go back. But and it's watch like international it, but... films, right? Where like some people would rather watch. The English language remake of it. That's why these things get made, right? And even I think at the end of this movie, they use footage from the documentary in the credits, right? So it's just like, I don't know. It all feels like why? It's just like why did this? Why is this his next project? Why? I I get the story. I get why Taika was chosen, but to me, I just feel like Fassbender's miscast. I think Taika wasn't the right choice for this because yeah, you should have just gotten someone who can do a conventional good sports movie where that's not really his thing and then he adds all his humor he injects himself and it ends up just being something that i don't think is awful but is just so whatever that it distracts um, from the goal of the movie which is to tell the underdog story yeah and when you have such a focus on the personality coming through in the narrative on top of trying to tell the inspirational aspect one of those things is being dominated by the other and the thing that's being dominated is the inspirational sports aspect, which becomes uninspired and grating, and you just become grating is, yeah, angry grade. at it for or him for taking away from the story, and yeah. that's what happens in this film. He makes it all about him, and he might not be in the movie, but his personality he is in the movie. But, but I mean, in terms of like, part, yes, yeah, because yeah, he he could have done that, and I'm sure maybe he was thinking that. He's on point. the poster, bro, and I was worried at first because I saw him on yeah. the poster, and I was like, "Why?" Yeah, like, I, like I, he could have easily cast himself as like the, the you know someone in, yeah. in the main cast. So gladly we didn't get that. But even inserting himself at the beginning, I think is the and as the narrative device is just kind of like uh, immediately it's off putting, and then it never kind of uh, wins you back. So uh, I'm gonna give the movie a two out of five. I. Uh, you know, I, I understand if it works for people and you might go, oh, it's fine and, and give it a three or something like that. I, I could see that argument, but I I don't know. I save that kind of three for a sports movie, a conventional sports movie that I do enjoy. And I'm yeah. like, yeah, it's not great, but I, it's, you know, it's a, it's a your classic sports movie and, and you enjoy it. I think there's even recently I saw a conventional sports movie that I was like, yeah, it's, enjoy, it's enjoyable, but I forget what it was because uh, my brain is mush. I'm giving it a 2 out of 5. I'm also giving it a 2 out of 5. And I agree with you where, you know, even if it's not necessarily a a good movie, if it can invoke that feeling of, like, you're cheering for the person or you get into, you know, the the scenario in which they're, you know, fighting to win. I saw one of the best 
sports movies of this year with uh, the first slam dunk. Yeah. You know, that's 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 an anime. It's 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 a compelling story. You know, this there should be a level of detachment based on the animation. Yeah. You know, but there isn't. Right. And so when it's good, it's good. And when it's mediocre, it still should be somewhat engaging. This never is. And you're just sitting there the whole time resenting... Waiting for it to end. Yeah. The, the filmmaker and the approach that they took. And it's very rare that that happens, even when you're watching something that's kind of mediocre. Yeah. Not good. Nope. Uh, I'm ready for Uncle Taika to maybe go away for a little while and then... Uh, like Knox. And just, you know, just go relax. You know, go... You're, you've got a new wife. Just, you know, you don't need to make her music videos. You guys can just go chill for a while. And, like... I don't need you to pop up everywhere. I pray to God he doesn't do the next Thor movie again. Like I just will. let's be real. Like His Akira, ego- please don't, please don't. Like what else was he attached to? He was attached to a million Star Wars. I'm like ah, please don't. Like if you're not gonna make Phil Lord and Chris Miller Star Wars, please don't make Taika Waititi Star Wars. He's like, got an Oscar he, though, he was, man. He was fine in i mean had to insert himself again with his mandalorian stuff in the first season but like again in a tv show you kind of just jump in and you yeah. uh you you kind of adhere to the showrunners you know that was probably his look, best right? vocal performance but then you 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 look at you know like free guy and then you look oh, at uh even you know uh light um what else was he in recently? Like he's done a ton of I voice he was work. Fine in light years, you, he was like, fine, but unnecessary. You still yeah. like you. He didn't need to be that voice. It could have been an actor. But character I'm fine with him taking a role like that. It's fine. But, but he's everywhere. It's just, yeah, I That's agree. the problem. Yeah, I think a uh, free guy. He's terrible, and um, I like him as Korg as well. And I think yeah. as IG Eleven, he's good in Mandalorian, and and um, and that was a little more subdued, right? He wasn't doing the classic Taika thing as IG Eleven. But Korg has gotten more. Yeah, Corgan. I was so excited for Korg in Love and Thunder, and it just doesn't. Yeah. Yeah, unfortunately, it doesn't work, and, and it makes you want less Korg than more Korg. Yeah. Although I will always take more Korg, but like I like him as that character. But uh, I could see Korg showing. Here's the thing: Sean Levy doing Deadpool three. You tell me Korg's not going to be in that movie? Oh, he's there. Like he's there. He's, he's in there. It. Korg he's is in, in that Free movie. Guy yeah, as well. Yeah, that's what I mean. Know, like, that's what I mean. So he'll be his Free Guy uh, character. That'll be the twist. All right. Well, thank you, everyone, for listening. We really do appreciate it. Uh, if you're disappointed, I'm also disappointed because I was like you. I liked, you know, I love Thor Ragnarok. Uh, I, what we do in the shadows is great. He's good at that, um, too, as yeah. an actor. Um, and I think it's just too much. Too much too quickly. Too much <laughs> um, Taika. Yeah, and I just, I think, let me want some Taika Waititi. Let a couple years go by, five years maybe, and I go... What I you know, what I could be in the mood for. Let's see what Tyke's yeah. up to. I, I want to know what Jermaine Clements is up to right yeah, now. Yeah, that's actually true. I do too. Uh, all right. Uh, thank you all for listening. You can check out all of our TIFF reviews over on Untitled Movie Reviews, which you're already listening to right now. Um, and then you can uh, check everything out over on our letterbox, which is Untitled underscore Movies. Um, the one thing I do regret that we didn't see because it was just on one of those days, I would have liked to go to that letterbox meetup and just do our four favorites. I think that would have been fun. Um, uh, participating I love Letterbox. so go check out our stuff over there um, as well as follow me on all those social medias at Matt Rohrbeck and I'm Eric March and you can find more of uh, all of the work that we've been doing at uh, EM6211 on all the socials until next time man I am tired of Taika Waititi and we gave him way too much power when he won an Oscar bye everybody <laughs> <laughs>